Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. I first started talking about my debt in September, shortly after I started this podcast. And for anyone who's not familiar, I am on a debt-free journey. I started 2020 with $30,000 in debt. That's between credit cards and my car loan. And I am aggressively paying that off and it should be all gone within the next six to eight months. And so I had been thinking about all of the things that I have done since September um, to put money towards my debt and figured that I would make an episode to talk about what all of those things are. Now, (laughs) it's funny because if you... um, open up a a magazine or if you log on online, you see all of these like clickbaity articles with these catchy headlines. And I was telling one of my friends, I was like, oh my gosh, my story could be one of those clickbaity headlines. Single mother pays off $30,000 in debt in two years. But the thing is, the actual day-to-day month to month of this journey doesn't really look that glamorous or catchy. Like right now I'm sitting in my house with a ton of laundry that needs to be put away and it's the end of the day and we had a fun day and nothing out of the ordinary. So when you see headlines like that, just remind yourself that These are regular people who have regular lives. And since they're regular people with regular lives, like I am, it means that the things that they're doing, you can also do as well. So for my debt-free journey, I am using the avalanche method. If you're not familiar, there are two uh, popular ways to pay off debt, the snowball and the avalanche. And with the avalanche, what that means is I line up all of the things that need to be paid off in order from the one that has the highest interest rate. And I knock that one out first and then put the money that I had been putting on that towards the next highest while at the same time paying the minimum on the rest. And the reason for that is interest rates really add up over time, and it helps to be able to um, get rid of the highest interest rate as quickly as possible. And I was able to do that. I did that earlier this year. My highest interest rate card is gone. Um, As of right now, I believe I have about $12,000 left to pay off. Um, And like I said, that should be gone. It is June of 2021, and it should be gone in the first couple of months into the new year. Um, Another thing that is really helpful for me on my debt-free journey is... um, 
I use unbury.me. Unbury me. It's a website and you can just plug in your numbers, what your balance is, what your interest rates are. And if you're using the snowball method or the avalanche method, and then it will kind of track for you how long it will take for you to become debt free. Even though I am paying off debt, I am still living my life. And the thing that has allowed me to do that is budgeting and budgeting consistently. I never really budgeted before my own debt-free journey. And if you had asked me before then what a budget was, I thought that that's what I was doing. What I really had done was just listed out what bills were due for the month and how much those bills were. And that's not a budget. That's actually just a part of a budget. So if you're not familiar, I do have an episode on budgeting, um, but essentially what you want to do is you want to write down how much money will be coming in for the month or for the next two weeks if you get paid every two weeks, what needs to be paid in that time, uh, and that will allow you to see how much maybe extra money you have, whether it's $50 or $500. And then you can determine how much to put towards your wants, uh, your savings, your investing, and in my case, for my debt payoff. Once I started budgeting appropriately, and I use what's known as the zero-based budget, that allowed me to really get a good idea of where my money had been going, as well as to stop the bleeding that was causing me to be in debt. And it was a lifesaver. And I don't think that I would have gotten to where I am if I was not budgeting. Zero-based budgeting basically means that I assign a job to every single dollar that comes in every month. So at the end of the month, there are no dollars remaining. That doesn't mean that I've spent all of my money because in the Meantime, I am paying off debt, saving, investing, paying the bills, and enjoying life, going out and spending time with my son and taking trips and all of those things. So budgeting is my number one recommendation. Another thing that has been really helpful in my debt-free journey is having sinking funds. Before I would um, use my credit cards for any major expense that came up. And now in hindsight, I see how that was just a terrible idea because you're basically constantly playing catch up. So for instance, I have a fee that I have to pay for my son's daycare and it's charged every year. And um, what I have done is I now use sinking funds, which means that I take a look at how much time I have between now and when the bill is due. And then I divide the bill by that number of months. And that will tell me how much I need to save every month. So for instance, if I have a bill that is due in 10 months from now, 
and that bill is $2,000, then I know that every month I need to set aside $200 so that in 10 months, I can um, pay off that $2,000 bill. Sinking funds has been amazing for me because I'm no longer using my credit card to pay off for things that are really big and just kind of keeping myself in a hole. Another thing that was really, really helpful is lowering my expenses. And I'll talk about that in a minute. And the last thing that was really, really important for this process was my income. I say on this podcast that it is important for us to acknowledge our privileges, and I am privileged to have an above average income. I do not make six figures. I do not make a ton of money, but I do make more than is considered average. So here are the things that have helped me in um, getting to where I am with my debt-free journey. I'm more than halfway through and I am just kind of counting down the days until I'm all done. The first thing that was really helpful was um, getting a balance transfer. So there are some credit card companies that allow you to open a credit card and they do not charge you interest for a set period of time, 12 months, 15 months, 18 months, whatever the case might be. The reason why this is helpful is because you can take the money that is on a high interest rate card, like 18%, 20%, 23%, whatever the case is, and transfer that over to a card that has 0% interest for a set period of time, and it allows you to play catch up. So you're paying off the money and not having uh, interest accrued at the same time. That was really helpful for me. I will say that initially I was apprehensive because there, of course, is a fee for uh, opening the balance transfer card, but the fee in hindsight really was nominal in comparison to how much interest I would have accrued anyway. Another thing that happened when I did this was the card that I opened, they gave me a credit limit that was lower than the full amount on the high interest card that I was wanting to transfer. So let's just say for number's sake, I was um, being charged 18% interest on a $10,000 balance. Let's just say that, right? The balance transfer card that I opened had a credit limit of $6,000. And so some people might be like, oh, well, that's it. Well, okay, no, don't bother. But every little bit counts. So what I ended up doing, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but let's just say I transferred the $6,000 to that card and it's 0% interest for the next 18 months that allowed me to focus on the $4,000 remaining on the high interest card and knock that out because I knew that the $6,000 was not being charged interest. And so that was really very helpful. 
I talked about budgeting and how that was helpful for me. So I use the app Good Budget. Some people swear by YNAB, Y-N-A-B. It stands for You Need a Budget. You can also create just an Excel spreadsheet. Um, there are budget templates online. There are, you can just use paper and pencil, whatever the case may be. And there is help for figuring out how to create a budget. But either way, like I said, you have to write down how much money is coming in and then how much money will be going out to all of the major things, your expenses, as well as saving and enjoying life, the things that you want, as well as paying off your debt. And um, in terms of reducing my expenses, so when you're trying to pay off debt, it helps to know how much extra money you have in your income uh, after you've ex paid your expenses, knowing how much money you have to put towards the debt. But really what helps even more than that is increasing your income. And for a lot of people, that can mean picking up a part-time job. Some people may do uh, Instacart or DoorDash, or they may make things and sell them online or help somebody in their business part-time, whatever the case may be. Those options were not available to me, and so I needed to figure out how else I could increase my income. And one way to increase your income is by reducing your expenses. If you think about it, if you're paying, say, $400 on your electricity bill in the summertime because you're running the AC really cold and you watching TV all day and whatever the case may be, if you figure out how to lower your bill, maybe by adjusting your thermostat because your AC pulls a lot of the electricity, that will allow you to then save money. So let's just say that you save, I don't know, $150 in the process. You've then increased your income by $150. Let's just say you reduce an expense that saves you $150 a month, multiply that by 12 months out of the year, you've just increased your income technically by $1,800 because that's $1,800 that's not going somewhere else. So I've made an episode in the past about reducing expenses, but for me, I lowered all of my bills I either lowered them by changing my habits or by calling the companies and asking for them to change whatever I had signed up for. I also cut things out. So in the past, I had talked about the fact that I was not yet ready to cut out cable, and I have since cut out cable, uh, and I don't really miss it, um, but it took a while to get there. I talked about changing my energy usage. I switched my grocery to one of the lower cost groceries. I now shop at Aldi for most of my groceries, but for some of the other things, I still go to Target and whatever. 
I did a mortgage rate adjustment because interest rates have been really low because of the pandemic. And so by reducing my uh, mortgage interest rate, I'm saving $156 a month, which is $1,872 a year that then gets thrown at the debt. Um, and I regularly contact my providers if I have an outage. So my internet company, I live in the South and in the South, there are storms all the time. And whenever there are storms, the internet goes out for a period of time. It's rarely ever for very long, but every single time I contact my internet provider and say, Hey, I had an outage. Can you please credit my account? And it's not much. Um, I think their daily rate right now is like $3. But if that's happening on a regular basis, then I get to keep my bills low. So reducing your expenses. And if you want ideas for how to do that, there are tons of links if you Google it. Uh, and then I also have an episode that I created on that. I also used the stimulus money that was provided because of the pandemic. I used that towards paying for major bills, putting money in the emergency fund, as well as putting some of it towards the debt. And that has been really helpful. Um, I got a very small work bonus It really was not that much given everything that has gone on in the past year and a half and being considered a frontline worker in the hospital. However, I was appreciative and that went directly on the debt. Um, I sold a few things on eBay and Facebook Marketplace. And even though you're not really going to necessarily make thousands of dollars doing something like that. The premise when it comes to paying off debt is that every little bit counts. So I had given away some um, clothing from uh, when my child was a baby to a lady and it was so much that she gave me $25. She was like, can I please cash up you? And I'm like, sure. $25 doesn't mean anything. It is a drop in the bucket. But if you think about it, add $25 to the $1,800 that I saved with my mortgage rate adjustment, and then add in $200 from reducing my bills, like all of it adds up. And it really does make a difference at the end of the day. I had gotten gift cards as gifts for the holidays and I believe my birthday. And what I did was I used the gift cards to buy things that I would have used my own money for. And then I used my own money that I would have spent otherwise and put that money towards the debt. So let's just say that I got a $50 gift card. Instead of spending $50 of my own money on Amazon, I used the gift card on Amazon and put that $50 on my credit card. And that way it kind of balanced each each other out. Um, Speaking of rewards, 
I also use the cash back from my cash rewards credit card to um, put towards my bills. And I have switched now to using my credit card for paying the bills. Before I was using my debit card and now I look back and I'm like, why was I doing that? It just makes complete sense. So I pay the bills with my credit card now that it has no balance on it because I've paid off my highest interest rate card. And then I transfer the cash from my checking account to the card. And so I get rewards back from using the card and those rewards I just put towards paying other bills. Other people can just use the cash and that's fine, uh, but I am on a mission. <laughs> I also signed up for my local gas stations rewards program and it saves me, I believe it saves me five cents a gallon, which isn't much. But again, like I said, everything adds up. My grocery store actually saves me like 10 cents a gallon at the same uh, gas station. But I think it's only like once or twice a month. So um, I go between the two, saving either 10 cents or 5 cents a gallon, depending on the time of the month and what's available to me. Um, I did just recently, last month actually, get a lower daycare bill, which I am celebrating. It's lower by $100 each month. Yay! <laughs> Which, okay, most people will be like, yeah, it's just $100. But again, that's $1,200 in a year, right? So all of that gets thrown directly at the debt. I am continuing to monitor everything that um, requires money or gets paid Every single account I'm keeping a close eye on, every bill I'm keeping a close eye on, because that way I'll be able to catch things. I'll be able to catch if I'm being charged too much for something, or I'll be able to catch if I'm saving money on something, and that way I can throw the money towards the debt. So those are the things that I have done over the last, what would that be, like nine months? to get to where I am now. And I am so grateful for the experience that I have gained in this process. And I am more than happy to share it with you if it's going to be helpful for you. Some people may be wondering, well, what does this mean for after you become debt-free? And right now, every month, it kind of varies depending on the flow of money. But right now, I'm actually throwing like about $1,000 a month towards the debt. Um, and previously, in terms of like my minimum payment, it was like $650, $700, something like that. So each month, I've somehow found through all of the things that I'm doing, about $300, $400 extra dollars to throw towards the debt. And um, my plan, once the debt is paid off, is to use this extra $1,000, because basically I'm giving myself a raise, 
uh, I'm giving myself a raise of $12,000 a year. <laughs> um, I plan to use that to fulfill some of my own goals. So I will be adding to my emergency fund for a rainy day. I will be investing. I will be um, continuing to prepare for my son's college education and I'll be increasing my donations to charity because those are the things that are really important to me. So it is not easy to become debt-free, but it is possible. And how long it takes really depends on how much debt you have as well as how much money you have coming in. And at the end of the day, it's how you manage your money that will really allow you to accomplish your financial goals. That's really it at the end of it. Remember that becoming debt-free is it's going to be beneficial to you in ways that you may not even begin to imagine because just think about what your life would look like if you had the money that you're currently paying on your debt if you had that in your pocket instead. So hopefully this outline is helpful for you. I will continue to provide updates as I keep going along. Thank you for joining me today. You can check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Most of the episodes have additional resources on their very own page on the website. You can also follow me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots as well as on Clubhouse at HWR. Remember, our future grows from Healthy Wealthy Roots. Two times in the past month, people have said to me while looking at my son acting in public, oh, he's so well behaved. And I say thank you. And that's the polite thing to say. But he's too. He's a toddler. He's not always well behaved. I want to share some tips with other parents on how you can help your child to be able to manage social situations, particularly for toddlers, so that maybe other people could be like, oh, your child is so well-behaved, even though they're not always. <laughs> Tune in next time. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one -on -one with a professional.